podcast for Monday. Most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. And we're back. We are back, folks. Do you think we can remember how to do this? I don't know. We had enough time starting up our computer. <laughs> I think that's the longest break we've taken from podcasting in a couple of years. <laughs> it was th- three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks yeah. Yeah, of not recording. Yeah. And really even the last week was a bit of a cheat because we, you know, put our children to work violating child labor laws the world yes. around. Um, I'm sure people were shocked and appalled but at that violation. They were very cute. They were so cute. I hope all of you beautiful listeners had a wonderful Christmas and an amazing new year. Let's recap on the last three weeks. It could basically be summarized as pajamas and nothing else. Yes. I actually managed to spend three days in a row in pajamas. I spit on your three days. I think I did three weeks. Well, somebody had to go get food, darling, and things like that. So three days is fairly impressive. Yeah, three days was great. I forgot how to shower. Yeah, I noticed. I I literally just lived in pajamas. It's true. And ate and played with children. Yeah. We had some vacation days left from the end of the year. Yes. So while... Most Grace and her employees get off on the 22nd, I think. Yes. We had seven extra days and the kids were in school. Mm-hmm. So we had a pre-start on our vacation, which was wonderful. We got a couple of days with just muggins. A couple of days. We had seven days. Well, yes. Yeah. We had four days with them, not at home. Because we had the weekend. They were home during that time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? You are uh, so literal. It's amazing. I'm so sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a pre-vacation vacation we where did. essentially it was just us. Yes. And and I should know. I mean, this is the thing I've been most excited to talk about. I mean, I know there's the birth of our Savior and, and all of that and good tidings. And <laughs> right. Yeah. All that stuff. But on the first day of my vacation, Nintendo launched their first iPhone app. Should we talk about Super Mario Run? Uh, yes. Sure. Did you download it? <laughs> I did. Did you launch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are so different. I know, but I'm. I never liked it in the actual game. So once I saw it on your phone and realized, oh, it just looks exactly like that stupid Mario game. I oh, I'm sorry. Did I say stupid? But mm-hmm. your your you used mean words. Uh, mean. I'm so sorry. Uh, once I realized it looked the same, I thought, oh, I'm not going to want to play this. I, think, I like Mario Kart. I, think, I like the driving one. I think you have a judgment against Mario and Luigi. Well, I just don't like that game where you jump and there's bricks and I don't know manhole covers or something. I just oh my god, turtles, I should get you mushrooms. to review the game. <laughs> well, needless to say, I loved it. I I downloaded it. I played it through. I thought Nintendo did a wonderful job of capturing all the charm and magic from all of their previous games and compressed it into a format that works wonderfully on the iPhone. It was, I I got really annoyed because by the end of the day, by the end of the day that it was released, I saw all these things on the internet that were just like, oh yeah, it's just too easy. I totally beat the game. And I'm like, hmm, I don't think you did. And some people's version of beat the game and my version of beat the game, completely different. Well, you're a little bit obsessive. But at least you were uh, I, I sort pref- of competing against other obsessive friends. <laughs> I prefer the word thorough. Oh, okay. I don't thorough, think it's obsessive <laughs> to do the, jo- the job properly. No, but didn't you have to play like each level about 18 times or something no, to so, get all the coins and the, I don't know, raspberries or whatever it is that you're collecting? <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wonderful, sweet, deluded child. Yeah, you play a game. Basically, there's, I think there's 24 different levels. Right. And each level 
you start at the beginning and your goal is to get to the end, which is a flagpole. Right, and, and pe- you have to get past mushrooms that talk mm-hmm. or something and no. turtles. Let, let me talk. There are turtles <laughs> and mushrooms. There are Koopas. They're not turtles. What? <laughs> I'm so glad that I married you before <laughs> I revealed I was a Nintendo person. Uh, well, yeah, you, you kind of got me. <laughs> the premise of the game is you got to get to the end of, end of the game. And, yeah. and I wouldn't even say that's the premise of the game. The premise of the game is to collect all of the coins in the game and get to the end. But isn't there rings and stuff that you collect too? There are. Um, not rings, but for the purpose of this conversation, yes, there are. <laughs> but once you collect all the pink coins, I think then you have to collect, then it lets you collect all the purple coins. And then if you're really, really good, you collect all the black coins. Wait, so not in the same time? Like you couldn't do them all in one go? No. No, the minimum amount of times you could play each level is three times. So it's 24 levels, 24 times three is? Uh, 72. Wait, 24 times three. Yeah, 72 times minimum. <laughs> Thanks, darling. Okay, I may not be able to play Mario, but I can do math. <laughs> anyway, the point of this rather long drawn out thing was it was Sorry. it gave me three or four days of tremendous action-packed joy. And you were right, I was competing with friends all over the globe and I, I would wake up and I would watch Will and see where he was at. And then I'd look at where Chris McClarney was at. And then I'd get stuck on a level and I'd feel like I'm never going to get past it. Anyway, I just absolutely loved it. So well done, Nintendo. If so, you haven't played it, go download it. So who won in the end? I don't even remember. Probably Will and Chris. I mean, oh. probably Chris because oh. Chris is like a video game savant. He's just a genius. He's a savant at everything. Let's just face it. He is amazing. <laughs> the man is ridiculous. He's absolutely amazing. <laughs> And it was it was great encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing was I and I don't even want to say that because I'm a grown man. It sounds ridiculous. No, say say it. What were you? Saying? <laughs> I now I feel like you're mocking me. No, I am a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Princess Peach's cake. Okay, good, darling. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted. <laughs> wow. All well, right. Well, that's what I basically did for until the children got off vacation. And then we wanted to do something special. We wanted to go do, see Christmas lights. Yes. And so that apparently, I say apparently because we never got to see it, there's Jellystone, is it at even a national park? I don't know if it's a national or park, state but it's, park it's up or, by the Opryland, sort of up that way. There's a big park that yeah. has millions of lights and you drive through. It takes about an hour to drive through and it's all yeah. illuminated and synced to music. And so we thought we'd take the kids up there. Yeah, so we... we like as soon as they got off the bus, loaded them in the van, I had everything ready to go and we drove. And even though we got there super early, the lineup was like ridiculously long. Yeah. I was bored before we even got there. Yeah. And I I, thought there's no way we're going to get through this. You weren't going to make it for sure. No, well, forget about me. The kids hadn't eaten either. Well, that's true. So we did a Yui. We did. And we went to the Gaylord Opry. We did, which, which is amazing. Uh, we have to explain what the Gaylord Opry is, because if you're from Britain, people are questioning what we're, where we're taking <laughs> okay. our kids. It is a absolutely massive hotel. It's actually a number of hotels all strung together by these atriums that are huge. Like one of them has a river and boats in it, kind of huge. When I go back in time to being a little boy, I think of America like the Gaylord Opry. Like, oh yeah, this is this is a total normal hotel for Americans. Yeah. It is a sprawling metroplex. It's unbelievable. Of astonishment. And at Christmas, I don't even know what their budget is, but they deck it all out with lights and nativity scenes. And right. you 
you yeah you drive up and then you all the trees and all that kind of stuff are lit apparently they start wrapping the trees and lights in july to get it ready do they really yeah apparently for opening on thanksgiving oh i see Mm -hmm. did you just make that up no i read that okay yeah so it's it's amazing and the inside is amazing i mean mj just sort of walked in and looked around and went wow is this my life you know so he was just i don't think he remembers going last year you know of course everything's sticking this year so it was quite exciting they have light shows and fountains and the biggest Christmas tree you've ever seen. And, and overpriced burgers. Overpriced burgers. And, you know, and so you can walk around and see all this stuff inside where you're not freezing to death. Yeah. Um, yay for not freezing to death. Yeah. So it was good. The kids loved it. And we stopped and had hot chocolate and just sort of made the best of it. But afterwards they were like, are we going to go see those lights? And we're like, No. We're not waiting in some lineup for lights, so. And then, with no exaggeration, our whole vacation was pajamas and food. It was fully restful and entirely glorious. Glorious food. Glorious, glorious food. Remind me about Christmas Day. Christmas Day was awesome. We ate an enormous amount of really good food. And uh, we had friends over, and we all played games. It was good. And then there was napping on the very large couch at one point. I looked over and everyone was asleep. Mm. <laughs> you got a sous vide for Christmas. I got a sous vide for my birthday, but we bought it at Christmas time. Oh. Well, you know, that whole hospital thing sort of threw a monkey wrench into the whole oh, birthday right. thing. <laughs> you and your, I want to go to hospital for my birthday. Nah, that's I what I like, want to do most. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I need surgery. Okay. So talk to me about your sous vide that you got for birthday that you got at Christmas. Explain to everybody what a sous vide is. Well, a sous vide looks like a massive cattle prod. I'm just kidding. Sorry. It does. <laughs> it does. It's a strange looking thing. Um a sous vide is something that uh, you put in a large container of water and it heats, it It moves the water and heats the water to a specific temperature. So you can do things like say, okay, I want to do a medium rare steak and it will say, well, then you need the temperature of 131 degrees. And so you set it to that and it brings the water to exactly that. And then you put the steaks in and whether they're in there for an hour or three hours, they're never going to be more than medium rare. They're just going to stay at that perfect doneness. And, and we, we should know that you put the steaks in like a Ziploc bag yes. or we have a, what do you call it, like a food saver that sucks yeah. the air out. Yeah. So they there's nowhere for the juices to evaporate. So the meat, fish, chicken, steak, whatever gets cooked in all its natural juices. Yeah. But the weird thing is, though it's fully cooked, it's not what they call finished, is it? No. So you sear it. Whatever it is, whether it's chicken or steak. So far, we've done chicken and steak. And with both of them, you know, you sear them afterwards. It's like backward cooking. Yeah, you cook it, it is like backward cooking. You cook cooking. it first and then you sear it, which yeah. is a little odd. Yeah. And it's so good. What are you most looking forward to trying to cook? Fish. Mm. Mm-hmm. I also made, what, did I, what were those little desserts you asked me to make you? Oh, good Lord. They were little pots of glory. They were called pot de creme. Pot de creme. They did turn out well. Wait, you sound like you, you have a Scottish accent, a good Scottish accent when you said that. <laughs> it's a French word. I know. Okay. So speak French and you come out Scottish. <laughs> Who knew? I like it. It's so confusing. It's apparently very similar to creme brulee. It is. 
It Ex- definitely is. Except there's no torched sugar. Right. So we did torched sugar on two of them, didn't we? Just to try that out. Mm-hmm. Did you like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got all three food groups in it. Sugar, sugar, and sugar. Eggs, sugar, cream. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> divine. It was really good. I, I'm considering taking it with us on vacation so we can have those desserts. Is that a bad idea? Why don't you just make the desserts before you go? And then we could just take them in a cooler? Yeah, right. Bring it with you. We're going to need... We're going to need them every day. Okay. <laughs> so much for the paleo weight loss of the beginning of the month. <laughs> and then New Year's Eve, all we did was go to bed early. Yeah, that's what we do every New Year's Eve. I know, we're, we're old. Old, yeah. Anyway, the whole time was just marked by downtime. It was wonderful. We unplugged brilliantly. And we know this because in our first day back at work... We just didn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> seriously, I taught twice and by lunchtime, I just wanted to cry slash sleep. I was so tired. I was like, oh, what man. is this? Yeah. Getting out of the habit of, I think, getting out of the habit of the speed with which we run <laughs> and not running at that speed, it was it was a rough re-entry, wasn't it? We were exhausted. So goodbye, 2016. It was a great 2016. It was. It was a great year. It was filled with blessings and goodness. I fully am excited and welcome 2017. Riddle me this. Yes. Do you do New Year's resolutions? I do. You do? Mm -hmm. Did you keep last year's? Um, Mostly, yeah. That's why I never bother. What what do you have planned for 2017, New Year's resolution-wise? I mean, I kind of have to look at my journal. But like things like... Go get your journal. I'd, I'd love to know what it is. All right. And then you've got public accountability. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want public accountability for me, but you've made no New Year's resolutions? <laughs> People can hold me publicly accountable for not having any New Year's resolutions. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> All right, go get your journal. Okay. All right, you got your fancy pants journal? I have my fancy pants journal. I love this journal. Do you want it's to talk about fantastic. your journal? Yeah. I got this journal for uh, Christmas from my mom, and it's by Ink and Volt. I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's awesome. I don't know uh, what the name of this particular journal is. It's whatever the one that's $40 because they have a couple different ones. But I love it. It's a shaper's dream kind of journal. Okay. Um, so I guess they're not really New Year's resolutions as opposed. They're more like top goals for this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they're not resolutions to change something that happened last year. They're like goals to either do get this done this year or continue to do this but they're not like entirely different from resolutions not even <laughs> in the neighborhood Shut up. go forth okay. in your non-resolute <laughs> manner okay so my first goal is um to write or slash finish the song of solomon book okay um and then i wanted to do another read the bible in a year plan and so i have started doing a different one did you year. finish last year's? Yes. No, I didn't do one last year. I did one the year before. Okay. Yeah. Last year, I just freelanced. Oh, I see. Just, yeah, just random. Random. Just random reading. Continue. I put that I have a goal to do a video course for Finding Father, which we are doing, um, but just that it gets, you know, sort of finished and put together. We were supposed to have done that last year. We really were. And then we decided to move and we lost our video studio. Right. Well, we didn't lose it. We just temporarily displaced it. Yes. We still have all of the things for it. We right. just need to build out the basement, which incidentally is also on my list of goals for this year. Oh, look at that. Yes. That's the next one to do the basement renovation and get the studio up and going. And then I want to get some video courses together for people that are in different parts of the world that but- so that we could 
I don't know, we could give them some teaching or some face-to-face kind of webinar stuff. Okay, so you're going to teach on your Taekwondo course? Yes, definitely Taekwondo. Absolutely. And then some maybe basket weaving Mm -hmm. and then maybe extreme basket weaving. I'm thinking of doing a handspring clinic. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) I I can't wait to film that, darling. (laughs) I'm going to need a trampoline. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you don't need a trampoline. What do you know? Oh, never mind. so that that's it they're just things like that very and, good and then you in this planner you can write weekly goals and monthly goals do you have so any weekly goals for i have this some week? i have some monthly goals for january tell me um so uh let me just flip the page here it's oh. analog how quaint don't make fun of my analog journal okay so my january goals were to do whole 30 we stopped doing that about two days in <laughs> I should scratch that one off. Whole 30 was more whole one and a half. <laughs> it was about, yeah. And they were like, uh, um, yes. But in my own defense, it was because I was planning on taking a break in the middle. And you're not supposed to do that with Whole 30. Correct. But, but we're going on our anniversary trip. So, yeah, very good. So, anyway, yeah. To exercise four times a week, which I've been doing. Um, to get 10,000 steps per day, which I've also been doing. Um, to complete my notes for the event with Patricia King next month, which I haven't done yet, but I have time. You have the whole month. It's on my January goals. Uh, to have daily time with the Lord and spend more time playing with the kids. And to invest in our marriage slash sex life. Wait, wait, that's in the journal? <laughs> it's in the journal. It's written here in ink. You know what? I love that journal. That journal is the best. <laughs> it's the best, the best journal. journal. <laughs> Aren't you so glad I bought this journal? And we have public accountability. Look How are we going to keep you accountable for that? Well, <laughs> oh gosh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you see AJ out and about $5, just don't. feel free to come up and just give her a knowing nod. You well, know what? <laughs> well. If you know me really well, you can. Um, and then to spend three hours a week writing is in my uh, January goals. Well, you know what? Suddenly I'm a huge fan of New Year's resolutions or goals, if you would prefer. I prefer goals. <laughs> yeah. I, I think what I like about this this thing is it breaks it down into weekly goals and monthly goals, and it sort of challenges you as to, hey, what's your action plan to make sure that you get those things done? And there's blank spots. So I've used some of the blank spots for just asking the Lord for like a word for the week and writing that in. And so just I'm sort of using it as like journal slash organizer. Gosh, you're so intentional. Now I feel bad. Yeah, you should. I downloaded an app called Streaks. Uh Uh-huh. Which in the current context (laughs) of our conversation... I was a little worried. <laughs> Sounds like I'm dedicated, dedicated to enhancing something else, but not that kind of streaks. Oh, not that kind of streaks. It's, it's basically okay. looking for a, a streak of success. Yeah. That, is that right? Am I using sure. that in the right context? Sure. So you can put into six things that you'd like to form a habit in. Yeah. And every day you mark them off and you're looking for a, a streak of a successful one after the other without breaking your record. Right. And it's a, it's a beautiful app. Like if you are interested in well-designed iPhone apps and it has an Apple Watch app too. So I have six things on there. The first thing is my reading. I'm also doing reading the Bible through the year. Yeah. I've done it many times. I, I really I really enjoy, I have a love-hate relationship with reading the Bible through the year. There's some yeah. times I absolutely love it 
just as a discipline, just as a getting an overview. Other times I will just spend a year in a verse. So I've I've done both, but this year I'm like, you know what? I would really like to read through the whole Bible. So and last year, did you do a Bible reading or, uh, plan, or did no? I would usually do a theme or a book. Okay. So I'd sit down with the Lord and I would just ask, you know, where are we? What are we doing? Yeah. And I also did the proverbs of read a proverb mm-hmm. um, every day for the day that you're on. And so, well, when I talk about meandering, that's what I'm talking about: is sitting down with the Holy Spirit and saying, ah. "What what are we reading today?" But it just doesn't seem to follow any sort of uh, plan. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm reading through the Bible chronologically, or as best as whoever wrote my guide thinks the Bible is structured chronologically. Right. And that I liked because. It's going to sound terrible, but it would be weird when you'd read First Kings, Second Kings, and then you get to First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and you'd be right. like, I've never read this before, and, yeah. and you think you're lost. So yeah. I like reading it chronologically. Same with the with the Gospels. You know, I like to read the same event and where they appear in the Gospels rather than get confused and think, I've heard this story before recently. Totally makes sense. So so reading, um, doing my daily reading, then taking my blood pressure, yeah, and then weighing in. Yeah. I tend to do that, but when I forget, I then get unmotivated. If I have an unbroken streak, maybe it's my perfectionist, maybe it's my performance, I don't know, but I like doing that. We can ask Denise. <laughs> we, we can, yeah. Well, next time I go for my heart sink. And then I'm trying to get all three rings on my watch. Yes, and you're doing very well. Which means I have to get over 450 calories of active calories burnt. Yes. I have to do 30 minutes of exercise a day. Yes. And I have to stand one minute of every hour for 12 hours in a day. Which doesn't sound that difficult, but I almost missed that one one, uh, one day just because... Well, you went to the gym and your watch died. My watch died. And you got and no I lost, points. I lost like three hours. In but a, credit so to, to you, late. you came home, charged up your watch, and then worked out again I did. to get all those points. I did, because I was like, I am going to have my rings. But did you <laughs> see our achievement this week? I did. We got a little award. A special January award. Oh, that's nice. See, this is where that Super Mario completionist thing works for me. If I can gamify health or gamify my life, it works brilliantly. Where do we get up to? Daily Bible reading, blood pressure, weight, three rings. Then I'm trying to update my moves app. I'm trying to track where I am every day. And then my last six thing I'm trying to do is update YNAB, which is our budgeting software. Okay. And so I'm trying to make sure that every night before I go to bed, my our YNAB and our bank account is synced so we're managing our money smarter and better. That's really cool. But So that's what I'm doing. Can I ask you, what Bible app are you using for your reading through the Bible chronologically? I am using one of the ones in the... What is that Bible app? I don't have my phone with me. I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. Because I, I, I mentioned this morning when I was emceeing at church the... Bible app that I'm using, which is, um, it's by the Bible Project guys. Oh, we need to talk about the Bible Project yeah, guys. They're amazing. The Bible Project guys are amazing. They're a, they're a bunch of people out in, I think, Portland, Oregon, and they have taken on the ambitious task of doing a 10 minute or so video overview of every book in the Bible. And on top of that, a 10 minute or so video and be, and these videos are astonishing they're beautifully yes. animated yes videos of not just overviews of each book of the bible but also overviews of major themes of the bible and then some other miscellaneous videos and 
they're they're absolutely superb. They're absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. in explaining the literary genius of the Bible. I can't recommend them enough. They're absolutely wonderful. And they have an app called mm-hmm. Their app is called Read Scripture. And it's it's just brilliant. So you go through and you can check off, you know, you check off each day as you go through and reading the different parts, but they have their videos embedded in as you're, you know, thumbing through anything that they think would help you understand the passage better. Or, you know, if if you're reading one of the books that they have a actual video on, then you would start by, you know, watching that and stuff. So it's, it's brilliant. And I just thought it'd be fun to do a different version. I did the one that you're doing two years ago. Right. And it is by uh, you, you version. That's right. Um, and, and it's their Bible app. And it's their chronological. And I think because of the way they've got it structured, I can literally link to the chronological Bible plan that we're using. Yeah. Are you doing that one? I was doing it, but then I just thought when I found the Read Scripture one, I thought, oh, that'd be fun to just do something a little bit I have different. The, I have the Read Scripture one as well. I'm not reading because it it's in the ESV and I, I don't enjoy the ESV. I'm reading New Living Translation. I'm actually using my paper Bible that I bought. <gasps> which I just love that discipline. It's the only piece of paper I touch pretty much all day. Right. So I get up and I have my Bible open. And even though I have it on my phone, yeah. I just check it off on my phone, but read it. Well, I'm I'm not reading Bible. it on my phone either. I, re- I read it on my Bible, but... But I'm also using the Read Scripture app to watch the corresponding videos of the books that I'm reading. Because I think it's a chronological reading plan. It's supposed to be, yes. Okay, so, th- so we're using both of those things. We'll, we'll see. We'll It'll be fun. Do you have any other sense goal, excitement, overarching view for 2017? Um, I don't know. I keep like the things that I keep hearing from the Lord are things like abundance and fullness and inheritance and things like that. So I guess I'm, uh, I'm expecting it to be a year, another year of just encountering the goodness of God. But I don't know that I have anything more finite than that. I have something, but I think I'm speaking on it at m tomorrow night, so it's not well percolated to be chewing on it with the Lord, and I'll flesh it out more tomorrow. Okay. And then maybe we can share on that later. Okay. All right. Very w- cool. Would you like some listeners' questions? I would. I just wanted to tell you one really cute MJ story first. Sure. So this morning, MJ crawls into bed with me, and he had heard a loud noise, so he came downstairs. And uh, he crawled into bed and fell back asleep on me, so I was reading this morning my Bible app with my phone because I couldn't sit up and it was dark and he was sleeping on me. Right. Um, But he eventually woke up and he looked over and it was just as I was thumbing down to one of their videos uh, on the app about the covenants. And so he saw the universal symbol for a video, you know, that triangle on its side and he knew what that meant. Yeah. So he was like, okay, mommy video video. And so I was like, all right. So I, I pressed it and and he watched the whole thing with me. But at the very end of the video, have you seen the one in the covenant? Yep. You know, at the very end, there's like Jesus there. And all of a sudden there's like plant life and bunnies and all that kind of stuff at the end. And he said, Oh mommy, look at what Jesus has done. And it was just like, I mean, he's talking about the video, you know, isn't that cool that there's whatever, but it was this whole video on how Jesus came and restored every covenant that we couldn't keep, but he did keep and he restored us into relationship. And it just really struck me like, it's amazing that the eyes of children are full, full of wonder, you know, and we lose the wonder and I don't want to lose the wonder. So I just sort of was really impacted by that this morning. Can I share an MJ story? Yeah. We were out for dinner with him last week, 
and he lost his dessert. I forget what he did, but I, we gave him a choice. I said, MG, you can keep doing that if you'd like. But if you continue doing that, you won't get dessert. But if you change your behavior, you will get dessert. And yeah. he decided he didn't He didn't dessert. change his behavior. No, he, yeah. So I said, buddy, you lost your dessert. And so he kind of sulked for a second and then he bounced back. And so I was just talking to him mm. and he said, daddy, <laughs> I'm happy. And I'm like, oh, oh it's great. I'm, why are you so happy? And he said, because I have a plan to get dessert back. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's your plan? And he's like, distraction and i said oh tell me more and he said i'm gonna distract you with my cuteness <laughs> yeah there's no flies on that child no. all right listeners questions yes got two brilliant listeners questions oh good first one is from chelsea okay she says this is kind of a funny question sometimes i pattern my prayers on the psalms especially when i'm suffering and looking to turn my eyes back to the lord but when David suffers in the Psalms, he often calls the Lord to humiliate or destroy his enemies. It's so true. <laughs> he does. Now that we're in the new covenant under Christ, we should sort of skip those parts in prayer, right? Or what is a better way to pray those parts while loving our enemies? <laughs> That's a great question. Go on then. Give us your great answer. Well, I, I think, yes, you skip those parts. I mean, one, your your words have power and... Uh, you don't want to be praying things like persecution and such down on uh, anyone. Any, anyone, right. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think if I have anybody I would even say is an enemy. Uh, but, but if somebody's giving you a hard time, it's certainly not going to benefit you to pray uh, in that way. Right, and Jesus taught us to bless our enemies. Yes, and so I mean, we still ask God to rescue us for sure. But it seems like in the new covenant. We have no enemies. Everyone's just a potential friend. Yeah, they're, they're either a friend or not a friend yet, or soon to be a friend. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's it's right to consider Satan as the enemy, and we can certainly ask the Lord to frustrate and thwart his plans. Sure. A, a great thing that we learn and we teach in second year on, on the school is that whenever you're reading the Bible, especially the Old Testament, a great question to ask is, how do I read this in light of what Jesus has done for me? Right. So it's a great interpretation process when you're reading trickier versions of the Old Testament and saying, okay, what does this mean in light of Jesus? Or how did Jesus' life answer, you know, what's going on there? But you're quite right, Chelsea. We um, we don't need to skip them, but we do funnel them through the life of Jesus. We bless our enemies. Yeah. We can absolutely pray for the plans of the enemy to be thwarted and ask God to bless us and bless our enemies. Yeah. I think it's also important to understand, as Paul said, it's not flesh and blood that we wrestle against, but usually what we wrestle against is people. Well, it sure feels like you're wrestling right. against flesh and blood, yeah. But they're, what is it Chester and Betsy call them? Unwitting vessels. Yes. They're unwitting vessels. They're people who are being used by the enemy to to accomplish his goals. So if you can love the hell out of people, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, second question. This is from Brandy. And she says, uh, how does interdependence play out in your marriage? I'm currently engaged, which is kind of an awkward limbo season anyway. Boy, is it. Um, but I find myself struggling to navigate the dance between dependence and independence. Do you have any tips uh, for the transition into marriage or for just maintaining a healthy sense of self while still meeting both people's needs for connection. 
So that's sort of the first question that says, are there things that are non-negotiable to be on the same page about and other things okay to disagree on? Thoughts? That's a great question for us to answer in light of this week's events. Yes. Where we had a big disagreement. Yes. We just kept missing each other. Oh, utterly missing each other and then found it hard to find our way back to each other. Yes. But let's let's leave our thing aside and answer. So there's a couple of questions there. First question is, how does interdependence play out in your marriage? Let's answer that. You are two people becoming one. And in the becoming of one, you don't lose your independence. You use your independence to serve the other person's needs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Chip Judd's brilliant line. Marriage is a race to outserve one another. Yeah. I find the less that we are serving one another, the more that we demand that we get what the other person's not giving us. Yeah, the more that, the less you're serving one another, the more you have to fight for the things that you think you deserve or the things that you think you want. And what we've learned is I can't demand that which you would freely give. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. You can't take from me what only I can give and vice versa. For example, if you demand that I love you in a certain way, what you get is not love, you get performance. Right, yes, I totally get it. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. And I f- feel like when we are prioritizing our connection, when we are prioritizing our marriage and that connection that we have, there's way more space for us to be ourselves and different. Mm-hmm. So here's one thing. We're totally different in our social outlook. Yes. My ideal night off is to be alone at home. Your ideal night off is to be with close friends out of the house. Yes. In connection. Possibly dancing. Right. <laughs> the chances Sorry. of me ever wanting to go dancing with you. Slim to anorexic. Yeah, just it's yeah. not even there. Right. So how, how does that work? You don't care that I don't want to go when I'm prioritizing our connection in other areas. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's tricky, Brandy. I think you're right that engagement is certainly an awkward limbo, and it, and it really is that. It and, for sure is. And in honestly, marriage is easier than engagement. I think uh, as long as you realize marriage is work. It's not just going to be handed to you on a platter. It is you getting to work through the stuff that surfaces, him getting to work through the stuff that surfaces and choosing in those moments to prioritize one another uh, rather than, you and know, it, sticking your feet in the mud kind uh, of thing. Absolutely. Engagement is such a dance, isn't it? It's a dance of time. It's a dance of attention. It's this unrealistic limbo state. You, you brilliantly put it where you are practicing the art of life together without embracing life together. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's really, really weird. Yeah. So do second question is, do we have any tips for the transition into marriage or for just maintaining a healthy sense of self while still meeting both people's needs for connection? I think um, knowing each other's love languages would probably help a lot and right. trying to speak to your spouse through those languages. I think also recognizing that engagement is not real life. So the pressures that you're feeling right now die down considerably once you're married. Yeah. Because depending on how stressed you are about the wedding, the whole focus can become on the wedding day, not on the days that follow them. 
Right. And so you're in this time crunch of like, this has happened, blah, 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 blah. And it, it introduces a whole load of fears that tend not to be there once you're married. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think bringing other people into the mix in engagement is really, really wise. It's a danger that you can become so isolated that you lose perspective. So having other relationships, mm-hmm. other friendships as part of your free time while you're engaged is really helpful. And, and probably other uh, married couples that you would like to emulate, that you sort of look at their marriage and think, oh yeah, I'd like a marriage like them and, and get them to speak into your life. Um, we had that uh, in John and Carol and a couple of other couples where we were like, hey, if you see anything on us, call us on it. But we also could go to them when we just were butting heads and we couldn't arrive at the same spot. And because they'd all been through those kind of things before, right. um, there was no judgment. There was just like, okay, let's sit down. Let us help you with this. And yeah, so I mean, having people that can speak into your marriage, that's going to be something that's going to be really valuable also just going in. Are there things that are non-negotiable to be on the same page about? And are there other things okay to disagree on? Well, yeah. I mean, I think there are some non-negotiables. How about Jesus? There's a non-negotiable for you. Right. You know. What about if we think about our life, how do we how do, we do financial decisions? Yeah, together. Right. So there's a non-negotiable. Unless there's unity between the two of us, we tend to stay with the default. Yeah, we right. hold so unless we're planning unity. a purchase, we both like to pray about it and we both want an agreement before we move forward. Yeah. And if there isn't agreement, we've agreed that we won't do anything. Yeah. And with us, we have like neither a, of us spends more than this amount of money without talking to the other one. Right. And it's a pretty low amount. <laughs> it's like, it's oh, you spent 20 amount. bucks without talking to me? So weird. <laughs> but seriously, we, we the non-negotiables that that we've come up with usually revolve around, you know, big big decisions and we yeah. want peace. Yeah. But then as you grow, you might have non-negotiables where you're like, okay, I realize in our marriage, we need to have a date night and that's a non-negotiable. So right. that goes on the calendar. And again, that will come out of your life languages and it's also seasonal. Yeah. Like when we have kids, like right now, Friday nights are our f- Friday night family night. So the kids are all at an age where Friday night, we're all going to be as a family in and we're going to play games or we're going to do a movie night. And, and they get to pick the food and, you know, that kind of but stuff. But that, yeah. that wasn't there a year ago. Right. And, and this is a non-negotiable for this season. Yeah. You love going to the gym. I do. And I don't want to go to the gym. So we disagree on that, but I know it's important to you and I actually benefit when you go to the gym because you've got rid of a whole lot of stress and you tend to be happier, friendly around the house. Yeah. You are good at letting me go for a bike ride. Yeah. You know, first thing in the morning, you're like, ah, it, it sets me up for a good day if I go yeah. for a bike ride. Yeah. I, I like to say that like that's a regular habit. Yeah, I think it's happened um, once. Every week this year, I've gone out for a bike ride you, in the morning. You have. I am committed to it. It's incredible. I've loved that you give me space to Baby, do that. Baby, you know what? I support your dreams of being a pro athlete. <laughs> Thanks, darling. You're welcome. So, Brenda, yes, there are things that are non-negotiable, and you guys get to work out what those things are. And it's absolutely okay to disagree on things. We, AJ and I fundamentally disagree about a bunch of things, but here's what we've learned is... Mario Kart. I don't... That was so there you go. AJ has no value on video games whatsoever. Not at all. And I have plenty of value and she doesn't have to make me think like her for our marriage to work. No. I'll tell you one thing that I've really loved and I thank God for this all the time is you 
you and I have a very high value on high quality goods. Yes. Like I have never, ever had to persuade you for the reason we need to purchase this thing. Or when it comes to purchasing things for the home. We would both prefer to save up for the high quality item than buy the lower quality item and get it faster. Right. Yeah. And I love that about you. Thanks. We should actually congratulate anybody who got engaged over the Christmas vacation, New Year vacation. A bunch of our friends did. Congratulations. Congratulations. Marriage is awesome. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. All right. First podcast of 2017. Thank you guys for listening to us. We just, uh, we find tremendous joy. I actually missed sitting down on a Sunday night to record podcasts to be with you guys. And we are praying for your 2017 may be glorious, may be filled. AJ, tell us something exciting that happens in September. In September, we have our next school year starting for the School of Supernatural Life. So applications are now open for both year one and year two uh, to be able to come and just, you know, be with us for eight months and let God transform your life. It would be our absolute joy to help guide you through the next eight months of your life on our school. It's a brilliant school. We absolutely love it. And I know that we run it and it seems weird to say it's brilliant, but it's brilliant by design and we constantly are refining it. And we just love doing the school. We love watching God impact people's lives. And if you would like more information, go to gracecenter.us slash school for more information and to start your application now. Babe, you have an event coming up with Patricia King. Tell us about that. I do. I'm uh, doing a conference with Patricia King um, from February 9th to February 11th. And it is a conference called Encountering the Heart of God. So it's a Finding Father uh, conference with her in Maricopa, Arizona, which I think is just outside of Phoenix. So anybody who wants some warmth and heat, get your butt on a plane to Arizona. Oh, warmth and heat sounds so good right now. <laughs> and scorpions. And spend some <laughs> oh, time true. with AJ and Patricia King. Yes. And failing that, we will be back this time next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God. The things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee. They are just like you and me. Alan yeah. and AJ. Oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. Sharing their life experiences. Oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being There's something here for everyone